you still contemplating life, my guy? You said at this age. You having a, what's the damn word called? Epiphany? Hey, uh. Epiphany? No, not epiphany. When you have like a stroke of consciousness and you, you, you get to realize you're oneself in the world. Oh, um, like an existential yeah, crisis. Yeah, an existential crisis. Yeah. You over here having an existential crisis? Yes, sir. What did you come up with in this existential crisis? I realized that I am just one black man within a sea of black people. I really can't hear you. You got to speak more into the mic, homie. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Shit. Yeah. You don't gotta get all in it. You just gotta. Nah, nah, nah. Okay. How's this? Can you hear me now? A little bit. <laughs> How about now? New well, session. do I just gotta see? Because then when I do that, then it like crackles and all this. Well, pull it down some. How's that? Can you hear me? Nah, not really. Uh oh. first lately I've been realizing that I am just one human being in the sea of black human beings within the widest sea of other multiracial human beings <laughs> and other races of human beings and that I can't have all five infinity stones it doesn't work that way. Why can't you have all five infinity stones? Because the universe will prevent it. There's, there's far too much. There's always Avengers. <laughs> that, there's always Avengers going to prevent you from getting the five infinity stones. But then you they can get only it, have so much. But didn't they get the infinity stones themselves? Well, you see, that's from Thanos's point of view, right? Uh huh. The Avengers were these existential threats. Right, right. Because they were going to stop him from fulfilling his mission. <laughs> and they ultimately did. You see, you can't, you can only have so much in the universe. Thanos had lots of power. He could have just gone home and chilled. Pop, you know, popped open a 40, you know, sat on the couch, smoked a blunt. But he didn't do that because he thought he could beat the odds. You can't, you, you, you can't beat the odds when the odds are just not in your favor, man. Let me help you out there, buddy. Take this shit, oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh oh, uh oh, here we go. That shit better not fly off, cause ah! I ain't not try it. Now try it. You said now try it. There you go. He said now try it. It's so, it's so interesting seeing this little thing here. You want to take it off? I mean, is it really problematic? close to my eye, dude. Like, I don't know why he just did. Like, that was scary. You thought your life was gone? Yeah, I did. For a second. Dead. All right. Dead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another riveting episode of the Culture Clowns Podcast. Ju-ju-ju. Same clowns, new bullshit. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. We took a little break. 
Yes, so we, we decided to come back better yeah. for you, to get yeah. this stuff together and mm-hmm. kind of figure out how we want to make it better for you, better experiences. Precisely. You know, we're all about that viewer-driven content. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, you know, we wanted to take some time off to just make sure we knew what we wanted and what you wanted and how we could combine the two to create something that uh, everyone's going to want. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Basically. You high as fuck right now. Maybe. I think I did smoke a bowl before I came. I think I think it hit hard because I was going for the train and shit. You know, running it spreads around your body quicker. Uh, yeah. You know, it's been one year now since I've gotten high. Congratulations. I've been one year sober. Congratulations, that's massive. I guess. No, that's, that's huge, dude. Beautiful. So, as we mentioned before, this is the same old clowns, same old show, with a little bit spiced up. Yeah. For one, we're going to come to you with new content. We plan on posting this content every day mm-hmm. for you. You can find us on the Culture Clowns YouTube page, Culture Clowns Instagram, at Clowns of Culture. You can even find us on TikTok, mm-hmm. Culture Clowns, or Clowns of Culture. Um, once again, I'm your host for the people that are just joining Jake Combs, aka Mr. J Stay Saucy. And this guy to the side of me. I am HMT, aka M Kennedy Simbai. And it is good to see all of y'all again. Oh, yeah. So, with this new format and how we plan on running this show, basically. So, for all of y'all that have been following us, uh, what we want to do, let me scratch that, scratch that, re- rewind. So basically, what we want to do is we're gonna po- now for from here on moving out, you can get the full length version of the podcast mm. on our Spotify and multiple streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, Breaker, yada yada yada. To get the clips and the videos of the podcast, you check out our Culture Clowns YouTube, where you can see each segment broken up. And while you won't be able to get the full podcast and the YouTube format. You better get to see each segment, and we got some cool little gits and gadgets for you when you go watch those videos. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also, we want y'all to hit us up on our Culture Clowns um, platforms, too, for now our audience engaged uh, uh, questions of the week. Or question. Qu- uh, what do we call this shit? Yeah. What do we call it? We called it. Oh, okay. Never mind. I got gotcha. you. Questions with the clowns. So with that segment, basically we're doing some new things with that segment where y'all basically give us your questions and yeah, but we definitely going to get more into that when we get to that. So for the first segment of this show coming back, Mm -hmm. we want to call this segment Clown News Update. It's kind of funny. I I thought it was. The Clown News Update. So M. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on in the world. You want to break down some of the crazy stuff that's going on? Yeah, there is. Uh, first of all, I definitely got to uh, talk about what well, we've got to talk about Ukraine and Russia. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's definitely been a big thing. I got a question before we get into that. Mm. Being that you are a now registered citizen and you are under the age of 26, mm. did you register for the draft? No, I did not. Got to, buddy. And you cannot draft me. Yes, you can. The only draft I'll happily be involved in is the NBA draft. He will not draft me. I ain't going to war. No way. No, 
no way, no how. <laughs> um, it's, it's a really crazy thing to think about, dude. Uh, just like, it's 2022 and we're uh -huh. still in a place where like countries can just like invade other countries. Like, 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 like this is an actual like full scale invasion. Like the, really the closest thing that we've seen in a while to like proper war. Uh -huh. And um, it definitely makes you think like, shit dude, like human beings, are we ever gonna learn? Like, are we ever gonna learn from our mistakes and like putting psychopaths in power and stuff? I don't know. Honestly, um, you know something? I, I thought about, well, I seen something online. It was like, oh yeah, they ain't gonna draft you Americans or they ain't gonna draft anybody because one, y'all too emotionally unstable and y'all all overweight. That's funny. And so when I thought about it, and I thought about the people in my life, I was like, huh, maybe I went past the draft. But <laughs> luckily for me, I aged out. Yeah. Uh, I beat 27. So as long as they don't go to war and do the draft after June 8th, we'll be good. He said, I'll be okay. I'll, I'll be, be good. fine. I'll be. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sure to them, yeah. I'm like, I said, I'm being ready to purport. Definitely. They acted up slowly and shit. Niggas say I got bone spurs. I got I got bad knees. I got flat feet, corns. I do. I got flat feet. I got bad knees. I can't duck walk. I got D-Rose knees. I, I can't. I can't imagine me in, in, in the trenches trying to shoot. I can't sit. I can't, you know, kneel. I can't. Nah, I can't. I'll tell them straight, guys. You don't want me fighting for the country. I'm literally just going to get like 10 soldiers killed and myself. <laughs> so that's not let's not even go there but no I do think it is kind of crazy though that um so basically you so from my understanding it's basically the whole thing of Russia feels like the UN or NATO has been pushing up on a land and trying to convince Ukraine and take Ukraine from them and um to which point I say if their country can't really say that they're taking from you if you already gave them their freedom as a country. And that's the thing, uh, the Ukraine is a sovereign nation mm -hmm. um, that according to international law, you know, uh, has the right to pursue whatever policies it wants to, right, as a sovereign state. Um, and I think it's important to understand that a lot of like the Russian propaganda kept trying to push them this sort of idea that, uh, Oh, Putin was just trying to look out for Russia because NATO would be right on his border. And it's like, well, there's already like three, damn near three NATO countries that already border Russia. Uh, Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia. Mm -hmm. So it's like there were already NATO countries bordering it. And in Ukraine's case, it's like, okay, so what's the fourth one bordering you? Like, honestly. And, 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 and the other thing is, it's like, Putin for a while, and he's even said this, and he's made it his mission. He wants to bring back the borders of the Soviet Union. Uh -huh. So countries like Ukraine, he wants to invade uh, Belarus or Belarus, however you want to say it. They are a puppet state of Russia right now. Russia is even using this, the country as a staging place for like missiles and shit. Mm -hmm. So effectively. Belarus is, is Russia and then you've got all these other places like 
Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, I mean, even Finland. Finland, you know, parts of Finland once used to be part of Russia as well. So there's even parts that Russia wants to get back there. So it's like Putin's just expansionist. And it's very sad because the Ukrainian people are suffering. And just seeing like a lot of the footage and stuff, it's, it's actually heartbreaking. It's difficult to... You know, something I find... Okay, I don't know how to phrase this. You know something I find interesting? Mm. Is the juxtaposition that they're using Ukraine, right? But they're also saying the stuff that's going on with Jerusalem, like the um, Palestine is still going on, but y'all mm. say one is bad, but the other is good. Mm -hmm. And so I, I find it interesting that we still, that we value one more than we value other. Like mm -hmm. one that is not even, like I wouldn't even know about the Palestine stuff if I didn't have friends that were from that area mm. and that posting about it. So it's kind of like, well, what makes one better than the other? Mm. And yeah, so as you said earlier, for me, I just, my whole thing is like this. When the world can get to a place where everybody can just leave people alone and mind their own business, we'd be better off. Like, mm. it really would be. But yeah, so I do find it quite interesting, though, that not to, not to downplay the Ukraine issue, because it is an issue, and it's mm. very much so a thing. Um, but I did find that kind of interesting. And I kind of find that comparison, especially when people that are from the Palestine area is like, well, what about when it was us? And kind of like that. Yeah, for sure. Anywho, another news update. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Now, this is a crazy jump. <laughs> what a transition. Finally, what a transition. Finally single. They're finally legally single. Finally single, but they were already ready to mingle, as we saw, because Kanye was with Julia Fox. My Kim was obviously checking it up with Pete Davidson. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If you're Kanye West and you got somebody, why are you still getting mad at, you know? Uh, Kanye is clearly vindictive. Um, uh-huh. And I think he probably Azalea Banks was because Azalea Banks was beefing with Julia Fox, and uh -huh. Azalea Banks was talking about how uh, Kanye and Julia Fox were on dog food and shit, and, and how <laughs> not dog, food. And, how, and how she was like, "Y'all gonna be calling him a dope head in a few months, uh, all this type of shit." I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." I was like, I was like "That's wild," but I think I think maybe Kanye was dabbling. In some, uh, in some, in, in some things that he uh, maybe couldn't control, because now he's just wild. You it's know like something. you break you up with something. your, you know, divorce your wife, or whatever, and then leave. And why you gotta like make a mess for your kids and for other people who I'm gonna say haven't something. done you wrong in any way? You know something. My thing about this whole situation, I really don't care. It's hilarious to me. It really is. That's the only reason why I'm in it. I'm, I'm thoroughly entertained because it's hilarious. <sighs> Both of them are getting what they deserve. You know, Kardashians, you, you go through all these men in Hollywood turning crazy, you turn the wrong one crazy. You push the wrong one over the edge. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kanye, you know damn well you should have left that damn people alone. <laughs> Both of them getting what they deserve. And I find it thoroughly hilarious. But I don't care about either one of them. I, I, I knew that, uh, that Kanye and Julia Fox wasn't going to last very long. Uh -huh. Are they not together anymore? No, they're not together anymore. Oh, okay. I think they were together for like a month. I, I think that he just wanted a rebound, and Julia Fox has a fat ass. She does. She does. 
She has a fat ass, dude. All right. So I think that that's probably all it was. They were never in love with no. Kanye was out here g g giving her and her friends Birkins and shit, just entertaining that. Uh, uh, that just because he could. Just because he could, because he's Kanye, because he has the money, uh -huh. whatever. But I knew it was a very unserious relationship. Uh -huh. You know, you, you can't. He, I don't think there's any way he's going to be able to do something like that again. Have a relationship mm -hmm. of a magnitude that he did with Kim. Like right. it's it's over. You know what I mean? Now he should just focus on getting his mental state back, doing his music shit, and uh -huh. then not making, not putting his kids in the newspaper every like fucking two days or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> Yo, can you hear yourself? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, because he's he coming in mighty low on my end, but... Alright. Our last news topic, and like I said, these transitions are horrible. We're going to get there. We're going to work on it. Help work with us. We're we going to get there. We're going to be better at transitioning. We're going to get better at transitions. I promise. Yep. <laughs> so the last news update we want to talk about is <clears throat> Joe Biden cracking down on these PPP loan people. Yeah, get them. <laughs> so news is... He's hired an investigator to crack down and go investigate people with fraud PPP loans. And when my homeboy sent me this, the first thought I came to my the first thought that came to my mind was, well, good thing I was out here being a good a good law-abiding citizen. Although I ain't gonna lie though, I kinda wish I would have got me a damn PPP loan. If I would have got a, if you put it like this, if you could have got a PPP loan and know you could have got away with it, would you have taken it? Yeah, um, I ain't gonna say I personally filled out stuff and stuff like that, but I, I know people who did the PPP stuff and they were balling, you know, but exactly. they spent all that money on like Jordans and like, you know, dumb shit, designer and shit, jewelry, gold money grills, Johnny Dang. <laughs> Johnny Dang, I don't know, like just dumb as shit. Like you, you know. So you what do you think about him cracking down on these and trying to like investigate these people? Yeah, know? he's trying to stop these guys. The the, the PPP boys, uh, <laughs> pandemic, bad, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, no, guys are making. Turn a pandemic to a pandemic. Hey, that's yeah, not, I'm alive. So someone told me they were getting like a four K check every week for like eight weeks or the end or something. I was like. Damn, bro. What? Like, I was like, dude, I wish I was bands. American. I wish I could have just applied for unemployment, bro. Just got banned. Hold on. Well, when you, if you apply for unemployment, it does. You just get the four hundred, and you gonna get like four bands. Four bands. I'm sure came with them saying they had a small business that they have a small business. Yeah, that I think that was the the New York EDD type of like California type shit where it's like, oh okay, gotcha. where yeah. Where it was like, I guess, if stuff is like withheld, uh -huh. it amounts, not withheld, but like backlogged, I guess, uh, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it, they release those funds. So, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. But yeah, it's, hey, Joe, hey, you, you got to crack down. Man. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. As a foreigner, mm -hmm. or a foreigner by trade, and now transitioning to becoming a citizen, mm -hmm. How would you judge the American political landscape right now? Hmm. It's pretty crazy because okay. it's like very, very divided right now. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, like 
you know, I knew the United States was a country. On a scale of one to ten, yeah. what would you grade America as a country, as politically a, wise, politically, or even just in general? In general, I, I honestly, I love this country, bro. Uh -huh. I'd, I'd give it like a, a seven and a half, eight. Okay. It's got its issues, but it's a great country with so much to offer the world. Uh -huh. Such a diverse group of people. There's so much to 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 take hold of and to, to there's so much to see and you know and i think that honestly it's it's definitely one of the better countries on this planet you know what i mean <laughs> compared to other places you know right 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 um and i think that yeah even though it's super divided politically i still think it's a great country it's got its issues you know i feel it i feel it. homelessness and you know rampant capitalism and i mean but listen and shit. you know i hate people and then we can get off this topic i don't think the whole thing with homeless, right? It's homeless is everywhere, but I also hate the idea that in America that we have all these resources allocated to helping other people in other world, but we don't really allocate enough resources or really sit down enough to say, "Hey, how can we help people here?" I feel exactly the same way, dude, and it's crazy because. Like, don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah. I get the idea of America being the quote-unquote savior complex of the world, right? Yeah. right? But it's also one of those things, it's like, all right, cool, you just trying to save the world, but literally, your people are kind of like, the cost of living right now in your country is so high that people with normal jobs have to get another job yeah. to survive. And it's, like, it's, yeah. so, it's so crazy in America, but it's also a good thing, if you think about it. But it's so crazy in America that the idea of you having to have a side hustle. Yeah. It's crazy. Never before in history. But it's also good because it's also creating more million people that are like with money. Right. I I, I, I definitely think that you want to encourage that sort of hard work ethic. Uh -huh. But to me, it's also a thing of like, the people only have to have the side hustle because they can't survive off whatever wages. Mm -hmm. Or salaries that are already being paid, right? And uh, I think that's the scary part, like inflation and what all these like CEOs and stuff are getting paid, like crazy amounts of money as well. You know, it's like, damn, like y'all could afford to pay people more so that they could take care of themselves. Right. But yeah, okay, cool. Well, that's so. That be the culture clowns news update. Yeah, um, I swear we're gonna get better at these transitions. Like we gotta get better at these you transitions. Know, we <laughs> so next on the agenda, we wanna play a little uh, internet challenge. Yes, sir. So basically, this is basically us reacting to a bunch of these little challenges that come up on the internet. And uh, this week's challenge is uh, the ones gotta goes. Mm -hmm. And so for y'all that don't know this, the ones gotta goes like I right, pick one or. One gotta go, one can stay. And so we got three. And um, if you're watching the YouTube snippet of this, uh, you can definitely see these three. You can see these three posted. Um, if you're listening, then hey, we'll just go down the list and I'll tell you what they got going on. So yeah, one's gotta go. YouTube challenge of the week. You ready? For the first round, first one, yeah. we got one's gotta go. Or rather, this one is different because it says you can choose two mm -hmm. to keep, but the rest and all their works are gone. Mm -hmm. And on the for the people that are listening, on the screen, we got Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, 
Martin Lawrence and Richard Pryor. Um, should I play it for him or you want me to play it for him? Let's play it for him. Let's play it for him. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. I guess we ain't gonna play it for it because there's no audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Dang, can't do the audio. Oh, well, we're gonna figure that out. We'll so, anyway, right so anyway, basically, the ideal is this. You can only choose two to stay. Yeah. And the other rest have to go and get erased from history. And all their words get erased from history. Mm -hmm. So, in which one are you going with? Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, Martin Lawrence, Richard Pryor, or Eddie Murphy? Which two are you keeping? I'm keeping Richard Pryor. Prior as a stand-up comedian, is just so well respected. Gotcha. He's, he's one of the, if not the most respected, okay. of the other of all the stand-up comedians. All right. Um, you know, he's a stand-up comedian, stand-up comedian. You know. Gotcha. gotcha. There's a so certain he's level. Cornerstone. Yeah, there's a certain group of like stand-up comedians who kind of uh -huh. really set the, the, you know, the, yeah, really set the, uh, the the standard for everyone else who followed. I feel it. I feel um, it. I feel and then I just Eddie Murphy has just been a huge part of my life, huge part right, of my right. humor growing up, and just you know. I feel uh, it. Yeah, I have. I, I think it's it's hard because Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle, Chris Tucker, Martin Lawrence, especially Martin, bro. I probably I, in third, I probably would have put like Martin or Bernie Mac. Okay, I feel that. To I be honest, it. yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. For me, uh, I'm going to go with, and this is the crazy part, because all of them are great, whatever, and I ain't going to do all this whole political stuff, but for me, <laughs> the most, the two that are most affected my life yeah. are Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. So uh -huh. I have to keep them because Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy, both acting career-wise <laughs> and stand-up-wise, are <laughs> the two of the, are the most complete of those. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, he's a genius, but if we being honest, Dave Chappelle didn't really start being Dave Chappelle to me outside of the Dave Chappelle show. Mm -hmm. He didn't start being his comedy great until mm -hmm. like four or five years ago when he came back. And he started doing. The, he did his first stand up after he came back from Africa. He didn't right. start. So it's then it's like he got all that time, but before then he wasn't really like. I didn't really find yeah. him like. Hilarious. No, same, same, same. I think, and I still don't really find him hilarious. I find him insightful, but I, I don't. That's exactly how I feel as well. Yeah, and I think people confuse him because, like, I'll be watching a lot of his stuff sometimes, and it's like I understand what he's saying, and I, like you're saying, I like the insightfulness, but oh. like I may not necessarily find it like super funny. Right. Maybe the stuff in the Chappelle show was hilarious, but again, the Chappelle show is a classic. It's a classic and that's the thing. You know, but that's the thing. Yeah. I can, I can live without the Chappelle show. Mm. But Martin show is what I used to watch as my kid. That like Martin Lawrence and the Martin show, Bad Boys, mm -hmm. um, even like his off stuff like um, mm. Black Knight, mm. um, Blue Tape. Mm. Those are the things that made me want to do acting. Acting, yeah. That like I want to be in a buddy cop movie because of Martin Lawrence. Yeah, you know uh, things like. Uh, 
uh, and like same with Eddie Murphy, like coming to America, exactly. Like, and then that's what Empire in Brooklyn, the, like to me, like, and that's what you're saying that you know, he's the yeah, so like I, mean, I get everybody saying Richard Pryor is the gold standard. Mm-hmm. I get it because he's that's what everybody based their mm-hmm. thing on. But if you look at me, there's the Kings of Comedy, and then there's Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. that set the gold standard for me mm-hmm. growing up of what comedy is. Yeah. So I I'll do respect to Richard. But Richard was for my time, and even if I go back and watch Richard, I can't connect with him on the same level that I do uh, Eddie Murphy or like the Kings of Comedy or people who I grew up with and mm. seen and live that stuff. Like Eddie Murphy to me is the reason, like I said, another reason why I wanted to get into comedy because he showed yeah. he's the gold standard of doing both comedy movies perfect. Yeah, like he has classics. Chris Rock. I don't really find him as a stand-up comedian. I don't really find him as like top tier, top tier anyway. But Rush Hour is one of the greatest movies ever, and Friday is yeah. two of the greatest movies. However, if we talk about whole body work, stand-up wise, he's not like I definitely go see him and I definitely go on tour with him and I much do respect to him. Mm. But he's not like a world beater like a Martin to me. Yeah, I feel, I feel that. Bernie Mac. Yeah. I feel like it just and this is the thing. Steve Harvey is my favorite king of comedy. Yeah, yeah. It goes for me. It goes Steve Harvey and Cedric Entertainment. People will, that people will get on me about that or want to debate me about that, but if we really think about it, Bernie Mac really doesn't have that much material out there compared to the other two. Yeah. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I love Bernie Mac. He's oh, a I do. Stand-up comedian. Yeah, I, I, you gotta pull that. You can hide. You gotta hear when you're getting hot. I I think he. Uh, Sorry, it's when it's when I raise my voice and I'm like no, it's good. Uh, I I I definitely think that his stand-ups were funny, but yeah, I think material-wise, the others I think just had way more material. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, you can only there's only three Bernie Mac sets that I remember, mm. and neither one of them was a full show. Mm. There were only sets. They weren't like a full special. Mm. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Bernie Mac special. Like, just Bernie Mac featuring Bernie Mac. Mm. Everybody else had that and then proved that to me. And then, also, the thing is, Bernie Mac, he had, he did his thing on the Kings of Comedy. Everybody like, oh, I ain't want to go after Bernie. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I get that. But if we look at the yeah. body of work, yeah. to me, Steve Harvey, when it comes to comedians, comedians, Steve Harvey is my favorite comedian of all time. Mm. Still doing strong. <laughs> and even like, yeah, like when it comes to like doing stand-up shows, his shows are the, like to me, those are some of him and Cat Williams are the funniest comedians mm-hmm. that I grew up on and grew up loving and still to this day think like they're the most funniest men in show business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's my, so you got Richard and Eddie and I got Eddie and Martin. It's yeah. kind of cold. That's kind of cold though mm-hmm. that we both got um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, got it. You got know it, how that—that that means that shows how much he influenced our childhood. Like, yeah, like bro, he's in so many hit movies. Like it's just, just too massive. You can't it's take it away. Too massive. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. For this next one, it's once gotta go. All right. For the people that are listening, the ones gotta go. That choices are: you either got flaming hot Cheetos. Gushers, Chips Ahoy cookies, Snickers, sour cream and onion lays, and goldfish. Who the fuck came up with this list? 
Oh, I wouldn't know as well. This is such a random Only, assortment of... You know what? I'll tell you what. We're going to flip it. Which one are you keeping? Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy? Yeah. I'm going to keep Snickers all day. Really? All the rest can go. I can live with all of I can live without all the rest. I, love uh, I can live without Snickers, shit. but uh, Snickers is top tier. It's probably the best candy bar to me ever. I love Chips Ahoy. I ain't going to lie to you. I, feel it. I love Chips Ahoy in South Africa. Red I, or I blue pack? Them chips. Blue. Red pack. The traditional chips just goes just goes way too hard. Milk, man, that's it. Woo, it goes way too hard, man. I ain't gonna lie. All yes, right, sir. all right, gotcha. So for the next one, it's two have to go. Mm-hmm. And for the people listening, these two are pizza, ice cream, fries, cookies, chips, cake, chocolate, cheeseburger, sodas. Which two have to go out of that list? I'm keeping. Okay, I'm keeping soda. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, it's two that have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two have to go forever. Mm-hmm. I know I'm keeping soda. I'm keeping pizza. Uh, definitely chips. Cookies. Uh, chocolate. So which one is gone? Uh, it would be between ice cream, fries, cake, and cheeseburger, I guess. Oh, man. So I would... I don't even like ice cream that much. That's my thing. Though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Ice cream is one of the ones where we just gotta go. You know, yeah. Ice cream, yeah. And, um, damn, I love Dr. Pepper. Yeah, so I'll say, so ice cream's out, so it'll be between fries, cake, and cheeseburger. I'll keep. You work at a burger stop, homie. I know I do. I'll keep the burger and I'll keep. I could live without fries. I'll keep, I'll keep cake. You know what? And I'll say fries and ice cream out. You know what? Honestly, red velvet cake is top tier for me. Yeah. So the two that I have to go for me is ice cream and cookies. Okay. Like, I like cookies, but never mind. I'll take that back. It'd be chocolate and ice cream. Like, for me, I got to really want ice cream. Like, I don't really care about ice cream. It's the same thing with me. I used to love ice cream when I was younger, but... Yeah, I got to either really want it or just have a really taste for it. And I really hardly ever just want want some ice cream. Yeah. And then chocolate, I don't really eat too much, like, candy bars like I used to anyway. Yeah. So I guess chocolate can go. And then definitely, like, yeah. So for me, red velvet cake is top tier. That's, like, one of my favorite desserts of all time. It's top tier. Um, I can't have a burger without fries. Okay. Pizza is one of my favorite go-to foods, That's and I love Dr. Pepper and root beer and cream soda. Yeah, especially root beer. Yeah. Like I ain't gonna lie, that'd be those are the things. Those are the reason why I I, I can't do diets. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard, man. Cause I love I love I I give me a Dr. Pepper in a minute. Although I haven't really been drinking like a lot of sodas lately though. Oh, lately? No, I've been really kind of on my teens type stuff. But yeah, so yeah, for me, chocolate and ice cream are definitely gonna be out of here. Okay, interesting. All right, all right, all right. Uh, all right. That's enough for that one. That's-
That's enough of that. Get that out of here. Boom. All right. So with this next segment, we're going to call it this next segment, as I mentioned before, rather. It's called Questions with the Clowns. And the new twist with this Questions of the Clowns segment is this. Dang, man, I'm getting cut off. The new twist with this is y'all going to give us questions. We're going to give us y'all. We're going to give y'all our answers right here. And so we had a couple of questions come in. And thank you to people that uh, tuned in and um, linked in with us and gave us our questions. So with this que so basically it's like ask the clown something that you want us to answer. And that's how we're going to run it from now on. So please, please interact with our Instagrams, our yeah. Twitters and stuff like that. Please interact because we need the questions so we can have something to talk about and something to do for this segment. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So... The first person, the first two questions come from at Cam. Uh, Cam asks, one, the first question is, what advice would you give to someone about becoming a content creator? Well, I think definitely it's important to understand what kind of content you're trying to make. You know, uh, who is your target market? Mm -hmm. Uh, what kind of stories are you trying to tell? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, and and how? What 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 methods are you going to use to tell these stories? Are you going to be like a largely say animation based like YouTube mm -hmm. account? Are you going to be, you know, like a podcast? Are you going to be are you looking to make short films? Are you like like what exactly is your niche? What exactly is your thing? You know, and, and find that thing that really sets you apart. You so, know. I got a question on top of that. What would you say our niche is? I think for us is that we bring our experiences, our experiences to black men, but from different parts of the world. Gotcha. Um, and I think that mm -hmm. being able to sit down and, like, discuss all these things, you know, it, it, it really shows us people were not a monolith. As, as black folks, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. We may have been influenced by similar stuff. Eddie Murphy, you know, prime example. But, uh -huh. you know, we could have a, a varying array of different ideas about things. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Different subjects. And I think that that's what the community needs. It's like people to really step up and, and give different solutions. Okay. You know, think about things in different ways, you know? I feel that. I feel that. While still showing unity. All right. Um... I like that answer. Yeah. I actually like that answer a lot. For me, I kind of it's kind of the same thing around the same lines. But for mm. me, it's basically know what you want to put out in the world, mm. um, and also be consistent. You can figure all this stuff out, but as long as you're consistent, people want to tune in because you're consistent and you know, all right, cool. Mm. We know we can tune in this time, and we know we're gonna get this such and such. And then after a while, you're gonna kind of find your way with mm. your consistency of all right, cool. This is what I want to talk about. Mm. Boom. And then your fans are going to know this is what they talk about. And so when your fans go and they pitch this to their friends or they show clips of whatever you're doing to their friends, they know what they're going to get. And it's basically just staying consistent with what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, sorry, we've been messing up on that, but we're going to get back on it. We're going to get back on it. We're going to get back on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, consistency is my biggest thing. It's like yeah. um, really like staying consistent in what you're doing. Make sure you're on top of your stuff, and even when you don't feel like doing it, just do it. Cause you know, the more you do it, the better you're gonna get, and the better 
you're gonna be for your audience, and the more people gonna tune in because they're gonna know what they're gonna get every mm. time. People are very simple. They yeah. like to be entertained, and they like to know. They like to follow patterns. So yeah, you you feed into those needs and cravings, and also like you said, find your niche. Uh, find out what you want to talk about, and then talk about it poignantly mm-hmm. and confidently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my thing. Consistency and knowing what you want to talk about. Um, all right. Cam also asked, would you rather earn two mil or be given 20 mil? Well, I'll take the 20 mil. I mean, if I have, let's say, a concrete idea for a TV show mm-hmm. and somebody tells me they'll give me 20 mil uh-huh. for the show, the idea is okay. They're investing this twenty mil for the show with the belief that they're going to be able to make double or triple times that, right? Uh huh. So that also puts you in a position where you are the producer and stuff, and you're going to be making bank from it. Right. So right, you right. would rather be in a position where you have you receive a large investment, you can put this money in and then make a shit ton of money, you know, rather than be in a position where you're just giving two mil, you know, be in a position where you you're showing so investors. Would you rather give like, money and like, like this? Put it like yeah. this. The question, I think, the question really should be this: Would you rather somebody just hand you twenty million right now, or go earn two million on your own? Shit, I'll take twenty mil. Exactly. If somebody just gave Moving me twenty on. mil, like a, a exactly. briefcase, somebody randomly came out to me with a or briefcase 20, twenty mil, and was like, like for take me, it. for me, like, I get what he was going with this. He's trying to, I get, I get sort of what he was trying to go for. He was mm-hmm. trying to saying, oh, you gotta earn, you wanna work hard, or whatever, mm-hmm. but. I, who it was Bill Gates. Bill mm. Gates had a um, lesson that he talked about. I forgot mm. and I forgot what book it was that I read. Basically, the course. Oh, it's Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, I think yeah. it was it Rich Dad Poor Dad. Anywho, lesson goes. Somebody asked somebody. Oh, somebody asked Bill Gates um, for some money, and rather than no, rather Bill Gates offered somebody some money, and then rather than take the money, the person was like, No, no, I won't, and. Mm. But how can you teach me to get more money? And Bill Gates' answer was, well, I just tried to give you some money. Listen, more to the story is, never turn down a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not going to turn, no. If somebody want to give me $20 million, $20 million right now, I would take that any day over $20 million. Like, I get, I get what you're going for, Cam. It's cool. <laughs> I get what you're going for. You like to strive hard, work yeah. hard at night. I want to earn every dollar I get. Nah, fam. If somebody, I, like, easy, it's the closest, uh, the fastest way from any between any points is a straight line. And if a straight line is somebody just handing me such amount of money, cool. Yeah. I, I, I have no shame. I, I have a two. I have a two. You sure rule? You sure? I asked you that once. You sure? I asked you that twice. I cool. No more. Sure. I, I ain't asking you a third you time. Sure you, uh, okay. Yeah. Bye. All right. Cool. Thank done. you. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Do not miss out on any. My, so, to people out there that are saying, oh, I would rather get out of such and such, I would rather work. Cool. Earn your $2 million from that $20 million that you gave. Yeah. Don't turn down opportunities on me. And don't, I get what you were going for. Don't do that. But no, that, no offense, fam. That, that, no, no. Uh, I, I'd rather have somebody give me $20 million and try to go earn it. Yeah. It's quicker, faster, and like I would not turn down that $20 million <laughs> at all. All right. Uh, our next court, our next contestant is Derek Dot Johnson Two, or rather the second. And you, 
You can find me on Instagram, D-E-R-E-K dot Johnson, J-O-H-S-O, um, and then the um, Roman numeral I-I. And his two questions are, why do you think studios won't hire the people who actually like the IP to reboot them? Because it's a closed system. Um, you know, if you're a Hollywood executive and you have an established, say, roster of directors and screenwriters and actors who you like working with, and they continually uh, get you results, it doesn't matter whether or not they're a fan of the IP, uh, you are likely going to enlist their help to, you know, do the film or do the series because you trust uh, the work that they've done before, even if they're not fans of the IP, which obviously at many times can be detrimental to what the final like, end product is, because then they end up making something shit. Maybe something that could be stylistically beautiful or whatever, or, or not, but something that will definitely always be distanced from what people were expecting and what wasn't like ultimately a good end product. So that's, that's what I think, personally. I agree. I, I don't have a true answer to this other than like it's a pay-to-play game. People go with what they know. It's the same reason why we have 32 owners in the NFL and none of them are my only one. I don't think there are any minorities other than, no, Khan is a minority, I guess, quote-unquote. There's a reason why there are no black owners in the NFL because, mm. you know, people go with what they know. There's mm. a reason why we have a problem with black coaches mm. in the NFL because people go with what they know. As he said, you got these list of directors that you want to work with or you have on your payroll. Hey, I need to have such and such. Mm. Um, but to that point, though, you can have people that are fan of IP on your pay, your, your lineup. Yeah. Um, for me, like I said, I think it just goes to it's a bidding war between people, a closed set of people. If that's what, like, yeah, it's a closed system that I think a bidding war goes to uh, only a select few people. Because at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. And the business mm-hmm. is, can we make money off of you? Yeah. After we put we put multi-million dollars, like 20 to $100 million in this film, mm-hmm. we got to make sure we're going to get a return on our investment. So we're going to yeah. go with who's going to give us, who we know can give us a return on our investments. Precisely, yeah. Um, when it makes you kind of like risk, you got to be risk adverse. And it's not to mm-hmm. say, oh, well, ain't little shallow or whatever we should and I do think we should give more people opportunities but yeah I, I from a business size it is hey man these are the people I know can give me a return on this investment and they're mm. gonna mess this up yeah uh his second question is what is your favorite movie to hate watch or just to hate in general do I have a movie to hate watch uh huh or what's your favorite hate movie? Your movie, what, okay, not favorite hate movie. What is a movie that you, yeah? What is your favorite movie to hate? Um, uh, I honestly don't even think I have one. Like you don't have a favorite movie to hate watch? Yeah, like a favorite movie I'm like I want to watch it and then just hate on it like, like some shit's trash or whatever. I got one. I got one. I got a movie that I hate. Cause okay, here's so when I read this question, yeah. 
I immediately thought, okay, cool. A movie that I hated, but I stayed in and watched. Mm. <laughs> and this really goes to the fact that for me, I um once I start something, I have to finish it. Mm. You gotta see it through. That's my mother. My that's really been my whole mindset for whatever. Yeah. I just have to. So I have two movies. Well, one movie in particular. Ad Astra. Okay. I have a fucking. I loathe that movie. I haven't watched it yet. I love everybody loves it. Oh, it's such amazing. Yeah, yeah. That movie's so boring. Yeah. It's just what the Brad Pitt, right? Love well, Brad Pitt, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, anyway. It's just him moping around the whole movie for three hours. Oh, oh I'm on the ship. Man, it's so boring. <laughs> but when I told you it was like put it like this, I there were so many times in the movie when I was watching it. I paid for it, so I'm like, man, I'm sticking out, sticking out. There was so many times that I just wanted to get up and leave. Mm. Like, I, I had to go pee one time. I really had to debate with myself, do I really want to go back and, and like, continue watching? Because it was so long, so boring, and it, it went nowhere. Like, mm. I get it, I get it. I have a short attention span, the attention span of a flea, and I have to have stuff constantly moving. But even then, bro, your story has to be a pill. And nothing about this story was appealing to me. There's a reason why I haven't watched it. It's because it just I didn't look appealing to me. The, the trailer, the, the cinematography and shit looked good. That was um, only good and I think Great Tomorrow was the, and you know uh, what? You know what? very good. Ad Astra cinematography wasn't all that great to me. Really? Everything about that movie was just boring. Mm. It was so bad. It was rough. I'll definitely give it a watch, but I definitely felt like it was slow. That's how I felt like with The Martian, with the one that Matt Damon was in. There's a reason oh, why I, I didn't watch that either, or I think I might have attempted to watch. I think I did attempt to watch the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, and I was like... Man, I'm at a point now. Not. I'm at a point now. Hey, I know what I... I'm starting to learn. Okay, I know what I like. Yeah. And I like... I don't have any problem with slow movies, in particular. Mm. As long as their stories are engaging or yeah they stories are something that you care about like yeah. make you care like yeah. for instance uh midsummer it's a very slow movie but it's so artistically done that it draws you in the world draws you in it's so colorful so great and so appealing it draws you in but it's it's a slow movie but it's mm. so great and then the story around this masterpiece masterpiece rather it's so great. It really is. It makes you want to sit there and like look at oh man, they did that. Like that was the first time I ever looked at cinematography in movies. Like man, mm. that's amazing. Like, I actually paid attention. Like shit. Like that was crazy. Yeah. The color palettes and everything. Just like yeah. So for me, it's not about being slow. It's about being appealing uh-huh. and being compelling. Like Ad Astra is my yeah. That's a movie that I hate watched when I went to go watch because yeah, I didn't I didn't like. It was a horrible. It felt like. I was in a movie theater for five hours <laughs> watching the same scene. Oh boy. Uh, Jay the Critic. Uh, Alright. Our next questions come our next question comes from at two Kate's. And his question is this. If they're both in their prime or rather both of them in their prime mm-hmm. who are you taking? Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? Um, so, I'll be very honest. I 
wasn't really into NFL growing up, and then it was only as I got older I kind of started getting into it. So like, I get that. Started to learn who like Peyton Manning was, and obviously his brother Eli and shit like that, who Tom Brady was, so on and so forth. I just feel like, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, um, fuck, he's he's the goat. Okay. Okay, I feel that. I I I, I just think that he's the goat. You know what? You know he's just. You know what? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I, for me, it was confirmed when he went to Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and won the Super Bowl, bro. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, because I was like, okay, if he goes to Tampa Bay and, and, and he and he manages to push all these other guys to win it as well, that's just that's crazy, dude. I I didn't think it was gonna happen, but he did it. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I got okay, it. I feel that. Yeah. You know, honestly, I came to the conclusion in my life that I would no longer say anything. Like, if somebody says Tom Brady's the GOAT, cool, I'm not going to debate you. That's your opinion. But could you please hand me that post over there? Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? Motherfucker. GOAT man, GOAT man. This guy. This is the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't care. This is what we call obsession. I don't care. I don't care. Tom Brady, cool. He did what he did, but honestly, Tom Brady was the benefactor of a great system that put him in a position that never failed him with on defense or the offensive line. Peyton Manning walks onto your team. Peyton, it's Peyton Manning's team. Peyton Manning is the first quarterback to do what Tom Brady did. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay to do what Peyton Manning did. <laughs> like, bro. And don't, don't get me wrong, I, I feel like Tom Brady is definitely a great, all-time great. Uh-huh. I get it. But if we don't really talk about it. Tom Brady benefited from the calling of, um, what's his name, McDaniel, Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. and Bill Belichick's defense. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, anytime Peyton Manning had a lick of any of that, mm-hmm. like, well, first off, he didn't have a Josh McDaniels, because you know why? He was his own Josh McDaniels. Yeah. He called his own plays. He ran his own practice. His own Peyton shit. Manning walks onto your team. It's Peyton Manning's team now. Uh, not to mention, anytime Peyton, Peyton had a lick of defense and a, just an ounce of offensive line, he won a Super Bowl or went to the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, if Peyton Manning was in New England, and if I don't think Tom Brady would be as, I don't, if the roles were flipped, I don't think. That Peyton Tom Brady would be as great as he is. Okay. Interesting. I don't. Interesting. Like I said, Peyton Manning is the GOAT. And yeah, I get y'all, hey, what about such and such all from the 60s and what up? Man, we don't care about them. We <laughs> <laughs> don't care about them. <laughs> this is a millennial show. Peyton Manning ran. Uh, he said we don't care about none of that. Now I'm just playing. <clears throat> Shout out to um Johnny Montana. Uh oh. Johnny Uh-oh. um Mantel. Is it Johnny Mantel? Johnny Manziel. No, hell no. Not <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out Johnny Manziel, though. Or that's no. a real man's quarterback. No, fuck. Hey, you know, that's the first time I... You know, that's the first... Uh, that's the first flop that I consciously like was like, damn, I knew that was going to be a flop. Damn. I knew that was going to be a flop before. That was the first time I actually knew if that anything wise or sports-wise yeah, this guy ain't gonna make it. Johnny Manziel, bro. 
Uh, That's what happens when you got too much money, man. And you don't, you're not focusing on your stuff. You flop, man. Yeah, he want to go party with Drake. Hell yeah, I'll be partying with Drake. Hey, lie. Johnny, why you not at practice? Oh, man, I was in Toronto with Drake, and I totally forgot about practice. You know, I think about this, this story with him. They talk, like, oh, yeah, I just want to go to West Hollywood. Every time I would go to West Hollywood, <laughs> like, I passed by West Hollywood, I was like, I'm wondering if this is what he was. Johnny Manza. Oh, man, how do you have all the accolades and then get to the NFL and be like, bro? He just was very unserious, dude. I feel that. He was just very, very unserious. tight right here. All right. Uh, final segment, and let's go and get out of here. Yeah, y'all know how we like to get out of here. Keep same old, same old clowns. New, oh, new shit, same old clowns. That's what's gonna be our new motto. New shit, same old clowns. Something like that. We'll think about it. Anywho, so for this edition of the Culture Clowns podcast, we want to end it off and um give y'all y'all for the people that are watching this. We know uh, that are watching this. Dang, I I done blanked out. Ooh, wow. For the people watching this, uh, we, for the people that's watching this, y'all know we like to um, give a shout out to the artists that are coming up out there. So mm-hmm. we like to call this segment Artist of the Week. Yep. Artist of the Week is our chance to give a shout out to an upcoming artist who we feel are out here doing this craft and doing that craft well. Yeah. We don't care what you do, how you do it. Yep. Just as long as you're doing it with passion and you're doing it with, and you're doing it. You out here doing it? You ain't you talking about you ain't talking about it. You being about it? Yes, sir. Um, so for this week, and you got an artist of the week you want to shout out? Yes, sir. For this week, artist of the week, I got to shout out my homie Kazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes by Kazi View K A Z I V I E W. Okay, that's at Kazi View. You can find him on Instagram. He's also got music on all platforms, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's a rapper out of Rochester, New York, and uh, you know he's he's really close with a uh, with with Jordy Calling, who we've had on the podcast before, uh, and Jordy's also my my label co-owner. So mm-hmm. you know uh, it's just a really cool thing. Um, he's he's been in LA the past few weeks working, uh, making some good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's I think he's actually back at the crib right now making music with Jordy. So. It's just great to, you know, support people, you know, have people in your space who are just trying to, you know, get their money up, get their cloud up, you know, get their music up, get their musicianship up. Uh, so, yeah, I'd highly recommend all y'all to go, you know, follow him, listen to his music. He definitely about to blow. You feel me? Uh, we all about to blow, to be honest with you, 2022, 2023, whole gang going up, you know. Okay. I'm wondering. Do they got something? He got something on YouTube we can look up right now? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I think he does have stuff on YouTube. Well, definitely uh, go check him out. Yeah, yeah, I'll say definitely go check him out. He's got some videos and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool, some, some great stuff, you know, he really tapped in with the underground scene. So, yeah, you definitely going to be hearing a lot more of him. Cool, I feel that. Well, with that, you know how we like it. In case you got, you got something else you want to add on to this? No, nah, I'm all good. Cool. So, with that... This is another being a. Uh, 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 with that, it's been a while. We gotta get back in the rhythm. Yeah, this, we got it. This is crazy. This is gonna be. Anywho, that's been another episode of the Culture Clowns Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, from us, um, we wanna thank y'all. 
being on this ride with us. Yeah. We're coming back. We're coming back stronger. Got yes, some sir. new content. Got some new plans. Big plans. Big plans. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Here we go. Culture, Culture Clowns. We out. Yeah.